Welcome to this podcast by the National Institute of Economic and Social Research, NISA. I'm Paola Buonadonna. Today I'll be discussing the experience and impact of older workers in the workplace with NISA Research Fellow Lucy Stokes, who has just co-authored a report on this very subject. Lucy, can I ask, first of all, why should we be interested in older workers? The first thing to say is that our workforce is ageing, and that's partly because our population is ageing, but also because labour market participation rates by age are changing too. So more older individuals are now participating in employment than did before. Also, um, fewer younger people are participating in employment, largely because they're more likely to stay on in further and higher education. As more and more older individuals are remaining in work, it's really important to increase our understanding of their experiences at work, particularly if more people are going to be encouraged to remain in work for longer. And then, of course, it's also really important to think about the potential impacts on employers too. Let's talk about numbers for a second. Can you give me a sense of how much older the workforce is than it used to be? Okay, so if you look at um, the latest ONS labour market statistics, you'd see that um, among all those in employment aged 16 and over, the percentage aged between 50 and 64 has risen from around 24% in 2004 up to about 27% in 2016. There's also been an increase in the percentage aged 65 and over which has gone from just under 2% to about 4% over the same period. So just, just under a third, a little bit less than a third. OK. Um, what did your piece of research set out to do? First of all, we wanted to look at the types of workplaces in which older workers are found. So although there's an increase in the proportion of older workers in work, there's quite a lot of variation across workplaces. And in fact, we find that um, just under a fifth of workplaces had no older workers at all. And I should say in this report, we're defining older workers as those age 50 and over. I'm nearly um, qualifying them. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then um, in around 14% of workplaces, more than half the workforce were age 50 and above. Mm-hmm. So first of all, we wanted to look at the types of workplaces where those individuals were working. Then we wanted to look at the prevalence of age-related equal opportunities, policies and practices, because they might um, provide important support for, for older workers in the workplace. And then we wanted to look at outcomes for older workers, things like job satisfaction, also access to training and so on, and whether these outcomes might be affected by these equal opportunities, policies and practices, but also other characteristics or practices adopted by their employers. Uh, Can you tell us something about how you got your data? Okay, so our data came from the Workplace Employment Relations Survey, That's a nationally representative survey of British workplaces and their employees, and we used data from the two most recent surveys in the series, which took place in 2004 and 2011. So particularly, our final aim in our research was to look at the relationship between changing age composition in workplaces and workplace performance. And that's where this data is really nice. It allows us to do this. It's probably the only... UK source of information we currently have to be able to do that sort of analysis, which means that ours was the first UK study to be able to do this using nationally representative data for private sector workplaces. So talk me through the findings. How do older workers, for instance, experiences or work compare with those in other age groups? Sure. So in some respects, at least at first sight, older workers seem to do quite well. So on average, job satisfaction is, is, appears higher among older workers, so does job-related well-being. But it's really important to remember that we're seeing these numbers 
after those who are perhaps less satisfied have already left employment. So we're not maybe getting a fair picture. The other thing to think about is that um, our expectations might change as we age. So our preferences, the things we're looking for in our work, perhaps alter as we age. So it's not quite as clear cut. The other thing to think about is that they might have higher job satisfaction on average, but there's a lot of variation within that. So there will be some older workers, of course, who are not so satisfied with their experiences at work. And yet, uh, one of the findings that uh, you were telling me about earlier uh, was they, they tend to receive less training than, than other types yeah, of that's, workers. that's right. That's one area where older workers do seem to be doing less well. So in the year prior to the survey, older workers were less likely to have reported receiving training than workers in younger age groups. That's consistent with what you would see from existing studies, and it's also consistent with the idea that there's less perhaps incentive to invest in training as employees age. Some existing studies have also suggested that older employees can be less motivated to participate in training. However, um, given we live in a fast-changing world in terms of technology and so on, growing emphasis on lifelong learning, perhaps this is an area where employers and employees are really going to need to think about what skills and keeping training and so on up to date. One interesting thing to note from the work though is that older individuals didn't actually report being any less satisfied with the opportunities to develop skills in their job. And tell me, how prevalent are equal opportunity practices and policies relating to age? I mean, what I really want to know is, do all the workers fare better in workplaces which have those types of policies? Formal equal opportunities policies are fairly widespread and they've been becoming increasingly prevalent. And formal equal opportunities practices are less common. And when we look in the survey, we see no change in their prevalence between 2004 and 2011. So to be a bit more specific, those practices include things such as whether the employer's monitor and review recruitment and selection by age, whether they review relative pay rates by age and so on. I think it's important to say that the questions there ask about age and not older age specifically, so that's something to bear in mind. In terms of outcomes, you would, you would think that where those practices exist that older workers would perhaps have better outcomes. And what we see is that older workers are paid more in workplaces which have these practices in place although we can't claim that that's causal, it's an association. Um, however, when it comes to things like job satisfaction or job-related well-being, we see no difference between the older workers that are in workplaces which have those practices in place and those which are not. But it is interesting that they do get paid more, even is, if, yeah, as you absolutely. say, you can't establish a causal link, but yeah, there's something there. Yeah, absolutely, and it would be really interesting to look at that more. And if you look at the workers in younger age groups in those workplaces, it's not that those, um, it's not that those practices are, seem to be having a negative association with pay of those workers. It would be a really interesting area to explore more. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing we haven't explored yet is the impact that older workers have on their workplaces. In other words, the question of whether an ageing workforce is bad for, for performance at work. What has your study found? Yes, so what we do in this study is we look at, here we look at private sector workplaces only, and we look at whether workplaces that saw a change in the age composition of their workforce over the two time points of the survey saw a change in their workplace performance. And we look at a range of different workplace performance measures. So we use the workplace manager's um, subjective assessment of workplace labour productivity, of the quality of the product or service that they provide, 
their financial performance, and then we also look at measures of absence and quit rates. What we find across a range of estimates is that generally there was no significant association between an increase in the proportion of older workers and changes in workplace performance. So overall it would suggest that there is really little association between changes in age composition and the workplace performance. One exception is workplace labour productivity. So we do see that workplaces that saw a fall in the proportion of workers aged 22 to 49, whether that was brought about by an increase in older workers or an increase in younger workers, saw a fall in workplace labour productivity. But that doesn't carry through to financial performance, which for employers would be the bottom line. And I'm curious, how did your findings compare with other findings from other studies across Europe that looked at the same issue? The, the findings from existing studies are mixed. So there have been studies undertaken in a range of settings and across different countries, Europe and the US. Some find positive effects between age and workplace or organisation performance, others do find negative effects, and some find non-linear effects. So by that we mean that as the proportion of older workers or age diversity changes, it might be beneficial up to a point, for example, but there might be a point where it's no longer beneficial. But ours, to our knowledge, is the first study to have investigated these issues for UK workplaces using nationally representative data. Do you think that the results of your study um, should encourage employers to look upon older workers as a resource, as a positive thing? Well, we know that many employers do already value older workers, recognising their skills and experience, qualities such as reliability and so on. Nevertheless, negative perceptions do persist among some employers. For instance, that older workers can be more prone to absence, less productive or less motivated. So for this reason, it's really important to have robust studies that we can use to demonstrate whether there is actually a relationship between ageing workforce and workplace performance. So I hope that studies like ours, which actually suggest that perhaps there's relatively little for employers to worry about in terms of effects on their workplace performance, are really important in getting this message across. Thank you, Lucy. And we should remind our listeners that your report, All the Workers and the Workplace, Evidence from the Workplace Employment Relations Survey, is available on our website at www.nisa.ac.uk. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can subscribe to NISA Podcasts on SoundCloud and iTunes. Stay tuned.